<laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to your Friday! You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you hilarious news. No, crazy news, hilarious history, <laughs> and, <laughs> and listener stories. Alrighty. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm so ready. So, this one I found. Are you ready? I, I am. I have been ready about this <laughs> for a while. I was born ready. <laughs> so, this is a, uh, this is from a Facebook post that went viral. And I think it's really important um, to touch on daycares. Um, this happened um, in Florida. What? Okay. Uh, oh, this, no. This happened in Florida because, of course, it did. Oh my God. Um, is this going to be terrible or hilarious? We're we're going to get just a little angry, but I'm going to bring it up because I have okay. a beautiful one to bring this up. Um, because okay, this is not a place for sad things. No, we're not sad. We're just going to get <laughs> okay. we're going to get warrior like. Okay. So. Okay. So Florida daycare writes on child's tummy to remind brother to br- to remind mother. To bring diapers. What? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So, I'm going to read the Facebook post. Um, like with a Sharpie? Well, we don't know what exactly it was, but she tried wiping this off with, like, baby wipes and a bunch of other stuff, and it's still on there. Okay, you can't do that on kids. No, and this is not the first <laughs> time it's happened. <gasps> so, she posted this on Monday. Um, this was, uh, Heather Chisholm's Facebook post, and I'm reading directly from her Facebook post. And I'm um, sure it was a public post, so you're yeah. not violating her privacy. Yeah, no. Uh, this was also linked to in the article that I originally found for this story. Okay. So, uh, she said, so, I need opinions. Am I right to be furious about this, or am I overreacting? I really need your opinions, guys, because I'm about to barge in this daycare tomorrow morning and have some words. Mm. Every day... piss me the fuck off. Mm Mm-hmm. Every day when I pick Finn and Milo up from daycare, they put a daily report paper in Milo's lunchbox. It says what mood he was in for the day, what times they changed his diapers, and if he needs diapers or wipes. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a single mom... That's where you put that they need diapers. Mm-hmm. I'm a, sing- <laughs> yeah, I'm a single mom with a full-time job and two very young children. Sue oh, me. Yeah. Sue me for not reading the report every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I do, too. <laughs> um, I guess yesterday they wrote I'm on trying his... trying to get my children fed and put to bed so I can go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then wake up and repeat the next day. Dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I guess yesterday they wrote on his report that he needs diapers, and I failed to see that. Now, keep in mind, I see several teachers at drop-off and several at pickup. If I failed to see that he needs diapers, a simple, Hey, Heather, your son needs diapers, maybe you missed the report, would have done the trick. From any of the many teachers I see there daily. But instead, I change his diaper this afternoon and see this written on my son with marker. You can't see all of it in the pic. It says, Mom, I'm out of diapers, please read my report. I've scrubbed oh. it. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's rude. Yep. And you've put permanent marker on her child. Yep. I've scrubbed it with several baby wipes and it's not coming off. I had plans to take them to the beach to play and now I can't because my son has writing all over him. In the very worst case scenario, I can't see anything other than need diapers needing to be written. Why a big long message needed to be written across my son's stomach is beyond me. Or write it on his... so rude! Right? Or write it on his diaper. She's going to take her poor child to the beach and someone's going to see need diapers scrawled across his stomach and then judge her like she did it. Yeah. Like she's using her child to beg for diapers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she said, or write it on his diaper or, you know, just tell me. The best part. You could have just written it on his diaper. Yes, mm-hmm. that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best part. This isn't the first time. They've done this several what? months ago, too. Um, and then she says, help, am I over-exaggerating? Give it to me straight. Did um, she say something to them? Well, I'm... Um, last time? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't know. That's all I know from mm-hmm. the Facebook post. Um, but this article says, um, let's see here if it adds anything to that. Um, it doesn't really add anything to that. It just says that the news press reports that the director of the Children's Education Center of the Islands was in a meeting and was unavailable to comment on the incident. Wow. So this of literally, course. yeah, this literally happened like two days ago. So we, we don't have any updates or anything, but like. That's fucked up. I'm mm-hmm. on her side. That's fucked up. I would be angry. Yeah. Write it on the diaper. Then it's a hilarious joke. It's mm-hmm. a little passive aggressive. It's. A little, you know, poke in the ribs. Yeah. Hey, get diapers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had to use our spares and we can't keep doing that. You know, it, it, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Write mm-hmm. it on the diaper. That would make me giggle. We're good yeah. to go. Don't write on my child in a marker that I can't get off of my child. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. Also, like, kids' skin is super absorbent. You can't, like, put shit on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially not a permanent marker. No! Especially not that. Like... You don't... Mm, what if he'd had a reaction? Mm-hmm. You don't write on children. No. In a story. That are not your children. <laughs> <laughs> you you just don't... It, That's just uh, weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird space invasion, and it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so it's now awful. This, kid is, this poor kid doesn't get to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And the kid gets punished instead yeah. of you know instead of the the message being received. Now there's just anger. Mm-hmm. And like, Ugh. I mean, the poor mom is just doing what she fucking can do. Yeah. Like. Some it, understanding is needed here. Yeah. And I get it. I've worked in child care. I understand. It's just like with any other retail job that you work, you forget that your customers are people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are you so dumb? Why can't you remember diapers? I asked you for this on your last report. And they mm-hmm. don't remember. Yeah. And she's not doing it on purpose. There's always another side to the story. And it's hard to keep that straight sometimes. But it's mm-hmm. important, too. Especially when it comes to this kind of stuff. If you find yourself about to s- scribble a note onto it on a child's stomach, <laughs> maybe stop yourself. 
can yeah. say, is this too much? And maybe don't work <laughs> with children if you're going to get that upset about it. Like, I mean, if you were a dog, if you owned a dog resort or whatever, you wouldn't shave it into the side of someone's dog. It says, <laughs> hey, give me, f- send food. <laughs> send food. Like, <laughs> send food next time. Like, if you work at a doggy daycare. It's just over the line. It's yeah. just over the line and it's unnecessary. Write it mm-hmm. on the diaper if you want to yeah. go that route. And like, that's hilarious. It's like writing wash me on someone's car in the dust. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But also that's not permanent. That will come off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. She might as well. They might as well have drawn a mustache on that kid. That's yeah. so fucked up. Right. Um, I'm with her. I'm on her side. Me too. <laughs> anyway. But I can bring it up. So I just, I just, I saw that and I was like, that's important. Like, that's something we need to talk about. Um, But uh, this is from Fox News uh, in Massachusetts. Oh, no. So this is by, (laughs) this is by Paulina Dijage. Um, Massachusetts serial pooper arrested after police catch her defecating in parking lot. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) A Massachusetts woman accused of defecating in the parking lot of a local Natick store for months was arrested Wednesday after she was caught in the act. For months? For months. Months? (laughs) Plural. Months. They were finding human excrement outside their store for months. For months. <laughs> Andrea Why? Andrea Grocer, fifty one, was charged what with has to happen to you <laughs> in your life. Tim? Why are you like this? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? I hate everything about hate who you so choose to be. Much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> and if I was in a room with Osama bin Laden, Hitler, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> oh, continue. <laughs> Andrea Grosher, 51, was charged oh, no. with eight. Counts of wanton destruction property after a wanton. It's wanton. (laughs) Wanton. Wanton is a food. It's a Chinese pastry. (laughs) Wanton. (laughs) Wanton. Yes. Wanton destruction of property after. (laughs) It's a legal term. (laughs) You know what? Wanton was funnier. In Iowa. It's Iowa all over again. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. So she's been charged with eight counts of destruction of property after a police officer said he saw her defecating outside the Natick Outdoor Store around 7 a.m. Why, though? <laughs> police were Was first... Was she wiping? That's yeah. the more important question. We're getting to it. Did, did, okay. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no! Police were first alerted to, to the cereal pooper in December when Henry Canner, <laughs> the store's owner, reported human feces there on eight separate occasions since October. 
<laughs> oh my god. Police began so investigating. super recent too then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? Police uh, began investigating, Again, initially believing it might be yourself, an animal. If you're angry and you find yourself about to poop in front of an establishment <laughs> for months... <laughs> That's when it's time to stop and say, hang on a second. <laughs> Maybe I should reevaluate my choices in life. <laughs> uh, just uh, anger shitting. Uh, well. It's not going to make the prices lower, honey. Nope. But <laughs> that's apparently not what this was about. Oh, I'm excited. Tell me everything. So. A police began investigating, initially believing it might be an animal, but then found toilet paper and other wipes. Oh, so she was um, wiping. That's good. Yeah. At least she's not a total savage. <laughs> walking around with squinchy butt cheeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not feeling um, all wet and slippery back there. Uh, uh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around with tight jeans on, feeling that. Squish between your cheeks. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Blah. Blah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's all you can think about now, isn't it? Oh, God, I hate it. All I can think about when I see people shit outside and then just pull their pants up, and I'm like. Uh, uh. No, no, no. That doesn't. That's not what we do. No, no. <laughs> no. It, it was not that clean. Like <laughs> the hole before or after? <laughs> so it's before. <laughs> An officer was patrolling the parking lot Wednesday when he spotted Grocer waiting for the lot to clear. Opening the driver's side door of her Lincoln MKX and defecating out what? the door. She didn't even get out of the car? No. How do you get out? Of, how do you do that? I how mean. Do you do that? You gotta sit to shit. Like. But. How? It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I cannot picture that the mechanics of this. I can't either. So she was like trying to do a drive-by shit? <laughs> Apparently, uh, grocer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grocer was pulled over after driving off and told police she was on her way to a home up the street where she worked as a nanny, but stopped because she has irritable bowel syndrome. Her and so she chose this parking lot every single time instead of adapting to your condition and taking pre and taking preventative steps so you don't have to shit in a parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> what i'm sorry i know plenty of people with ibs and they don't shit in parking lots on a daily basis yeah no um <laughs> oh my god i have a horror you have to be careful of your you have to be careful of your diet mm -hmm. and not eat certain things or maybe wait to eat until you get where you're going you can't or like eat at a regular scheduled time so that it yeah, doesn't so you can time your poops yeah, I have a horror story about a certain family member. Um, oh no! With this, let's, yeah, but we're not going to share it yet. on the air. We're not no, going to not. do that on the air. Um, <laughs> let's never do that. Her her employer told police, however, that Grocer had access to their restroom. This coupled huh. with the length of time that passed with Grocer in the lot. <laughs> 
just in case you're wondering, we do let her shit at our house <laughs> while she watches our children. Yeah. What do you uh, think we are, monsters? <laughs> I'm oh so happy goodness. they arrested her, Canner told Metro West. I have no idea who she is. This has been ongoing. She has defecated quite often over here. There's nothing more disgusting coming into your parking lot in the morning and seeing a pile of human excrement. That's de- <laughs> that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Grocer was released she without... She must get some kind of a thrill from it or something. Yeah. Uh, Grocer was fifty one. Mm-hmm. Fifty one. Drives a Lincoln and is a tick is is a caregiver to children. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling she's no longer a caregiver to children. Yeah, I was gonna say that would make me question some things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Grocer was you're released. Like, you're shitting in parking lots. I don't trust you to take care of my children anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing when you're here? Do I need to check my yard? Do you always shit outside? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. But she a was questionable childcare in this episode. Right? Uh, she was released without bail and is due back in court on March 2nd. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it's I mean, like... It's, it's, there's got to be, like, some indecent exposure in there and, like... Like, yeah. thrown into the mix of charges and, like, you know, shitting mm-hmm. on public property. And <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's they, like... You know how they always stack all the charges or whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that Clean lady... Yeah, It's like that lady that you talked about last week that kept, like, fucking up the whiskey stores. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she just danger insane. of property. Yeah. Yes. Destruction of property, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you're endangering people and mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So um for my last little bit yeah, like, I what if you have another what if you have a disease that can be transmitted in your poo? Like Oh yeah. That all gets filtered out in the sewage system. Like mm-hmm. let's not leave that out for a dog to eat and die. Or Yeah, you know what seriously. I mean? Seriously. Ugh. What a what a dick. <laughs> uh so for this for my last little bit i'm going back to the board panda article that i started last week and we're just gonna do a few of these okay. so uh this is number 16 uh what's the most wholesome conspiracy theory and someone said Ooh, okay someone said rocks are soft until you touch them Ooh. That's adorable. Mm -hmm. And someone responded to it and said, an experiment was recently completed that shows that particles can change upon observation, so this may not be so far-fetched after all. Oh! Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of (laughs) cool. This next one. (laughs) Uh, What is the dumbest thing you've ever done for absolutely no reason? Mm. And I've got a good story for this as well. Oh, no. But someone said, someone asked me what time it was, and I lifted and rotated my wrist so I could look at my watch. I was holding an iced tea and just poured the whole thing into my lap. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't wearing a watch. I didn't even own a watch. Never have. (laughs) Yeah, I've totally done something like that before. That's hilarious. Searching uh, for my phone that's in my hand. Oh, yeah. Can't find my glasses. They're on my face. I've definitely poured a drink out on accident doing something stupid like that. Gesturing or, you know. Yeah. 
Well, one oh. time someone came in and they gave me a roll of quarters to pay. And they had like a $2 ticket. And I, I, it was late. And I was just kind of, I looked at him for a minute. <laughs> I still cannot believe that I did this. This is probably oh, wait, the. I feel like I know this story. This is probably the bitchiest thing I've ever done in my life. But like, I broke the, <laughs> I broke the thing of quarters, and I took out like two dollars and twenty five cents from it mm-hmm. and put it in the drawer. Gave them back the change from that and gave them the broken. <laughs> All the, and you gave them the trash. The, uh, the trash. The broken sleeve? No, well, I gave them the rest of the quarters along with well, the right. trash. Yeah. Yeah. And the sleeve. That's so funny. <laughs> and I know, I know it was a huge <laughs> asshole move. I didn't even mean for it to be an asshole move. I just kind of, <laughs> that was what my body decided <laughs> needed uh, to happen. Carry <laughs> um, on top of this shame cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> shame Sunday. <laughs> um <laughs> How would you feel about a law that requires people over the age of 70 to pass a specialized driving test in order con- to continue driving? Absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> Someone said, "That's a great idea. I'm going to call my 68-year-old congressman and ask him to support such legislation." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. But that is like legit. Like it's dangerous. There's people there's there's people that like can't see and don't know where they're going and they drive too slowly and it's danger it's seriously it's endangering to people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, seriously. It's it's endangering and then it makes people want to pass and then that can cause de- collisions and it's you know, mm-hmm. which people are ultimately responsible for their own actions, but also you don't need to drive 20 miles an hour everywhere. It's not safe for you and it's not safe for the other drivers. No, and you can literally get pulled over for that, for driving yes. too slow. And, you know, it, you're not parking in your spots correctly. You forget, mm-hmm. again, you forget where you're going and then you slow down and just stop in the middle of the road. Like, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's it's so. not a great thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Definitely not. And um, this is our last one. What okay. was something? What was something you saw you were definitely not supposed to see? Oh no! I yeah, was about. I, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was about eight or nine, and my parents were going to be out of town, so they had me and siblings stay with a family from our church. Once we got to the house, which was really nice, by the way, they had one rule. You can play wherever you want, but the basement is off limits. Me being the... It's a rumpus room, isn't it? It's a rumpus room. Mm Mm-mm. Damn it. (laughs) Me being the little bastard that I was, snuck down there first chance I got and was supremely disappointed to to only find rows and rows of plants growing under lights. Damn it. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a sex dungeon. (laughs) No. Marijuana. Oh, it was marijuana for real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I thought they just were gardeners. I don't think of things. No. <laughs> I was... 100% walked into my parents about to have sex once. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> when we were on vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I needed socks. My feet were cold and I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And I that's where the dresser was with all of our clothes for the week. So I had to go in the room. And I was just like, mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just wanted socks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I ran out. I closed the door. I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> poor little it Gary. Really yeah, it was really funny. I was That's like, awesome. I was old enough. Like, well, yeah. I knew what was going on. Like, <laughs> you aren't stupid. Yeah, I was like 15 or something like that. Oh, wow. But James and I used, James and I used to sleep on the pullout out in the living room so mom and dad could have mom and daddy time. Mm-hmm. If they wanted. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Big for that. So James used to sleep on the pullout by himself, and then I would sleep in the in the other queen bed that was in the in there. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yep. Huh. Anyway, well, all right. Yeah, well, that's good my job. segment. Thank you. I love it. That was Thanks. great. Um, Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. All right. We're back. Yes, we are back. We're back. So, you remember last time, I guess it wasn't this past episode. Woo, I just had a hiccup. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Excuse me. Um, uh, I guess it was uh, episode before last. We did the flagpole sitting. And we yeah. talked a little bit about um, like endurance tests that were all the rage back in the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And dance marathons were, were mentioned. Yeah. Oh, no. So, we're going to talk a little bit about some dance marathons. So All right. this is a super, super fucking long article, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but okay. uh, we're going to pick and choose some of the funny bits, and then okay. we're done. All right. Um, <laughs> and the rest of you guys can research on your own, but there was some really fun um, info in it, and I wanted to make sure that I used this one instead of something that was really short and concise, like the Mental Floss article. So this is from HistoryLink.org, um, and it's an article that was written by uh, Paula Becker, and okay. it was published way back in 2003. But oh, wow. this is history, so who gives a shit? Um, okay, so <laughs> we don't really need to update it. Okay, so um, <laughs> the funny thing is that we technically still have these, but um, dance marathons were also called walkathons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we still have walkathons. We still have these like endurance competitions like this, um, but they're not dance. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were human endurance contests in which couples danced almost nonstop for hundreds of hours, as long as a month or two, competing for prize money. Oh my God. Uh, a month or two. I could not do anything for a month. No, not straight. This is insane. Wait till we get into it. Oh, my God. So um, dance marathons originated as part of an early 1920s giddy jazz <laughs> jazz age fad for human endurance competitions such as flagpole sitting and six day bicycle races. Maybe we'll need to talk about six day bicycle races next. Oh, God, um, no. <laughs> where you just like shit yourself while you're riding a bike. They still yeah. do that. Uh, oh, talk about uh, not getting to wipe. Uh Squit, 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 squit. Yep. Taking off the headphones. The headphones are off, and I can't hear you. You need to put them back on. 
I'm just kidding. I can hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Dance marathons persisted throughout the 1930s as partially staged performance events, mirroring the marathon of desperation, whatever the fuck that means, Americans endured during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Um in these dance endurance contests, a, mis- a mix of local hopefuls and seasoned professional marathoners danced, walked, shuffled, sprinted, and sometimes cracked under the pressure and exhaustion of round-the-clock motion. Oh, my God. <laughs> a 25-cent admission price entitled audience members to watch as long as they pleased. For wow. Quarter, which I guess was kind of a lot back in the 30s. Oh, yeah. Um, Dance marathons were held in Spokane, Seattle, Yakima, 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 I Yakima, Yakima. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnetachi, Winnetachi, Bellingham, <laughs> and elsewhere. They occupied a slightly disrespectable niche in society, and many towns banned them, finding them disruptive, disturbing, and even repugnant. <laughs> God forbid we be <laughs> repugnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is my favorite. Okay. Dance marathons were known as bunion derbies. Uh yeah. And corn and callus <laughs> carnivals. <laughs> Not a lot of work was done there. No. Uh, lots of alliteration though. Good job. Yeah. Um promoters called them walkathons. Social dancing had only recently acquired a veneer of respectability through the efforts of a wholesome married dance te- of wholesome married dance teams like Vernon and Irene Castle, whoever the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Um, at times when many churches still considered dancing sinful, because we lived in Footloose for a while, yeah, um, w- walkathon <laughs> was a less threatening term. Yeah, but today we remember these endurance contests of the Great Depression as a dance marathon. See, this is the shit that happens when people are bored mm-hmm. overworked at factories and shit and have no money and no sense no, no no they can't afford any kind of real entertainment yeah so this shit happens <laughs> and then people die and then people die because of the they dance, dance marathons until they die <laughs> um dance marathons were both genuine endurance contests and staged performance events um mm-hmm. so professional marathoners often pretending to be amateurs mixed with in- with authentic hopeful amateurs under the direction of floor judges an MC and the merciless movement of the clock to shape particip- <laughs> participatory theater so dancing so with the was- stars in one night well but no but it was like state it was like fixed yeah so like they let regular people come in but they like were, dancing they with no the stars women. They, yeah they had no <laughs> chance of winning though but they had no chance of winning <laughs> the professional people would be doing their own thing and then the amateurs would be doing th- they weren't partnered up uh to practice i was making a joke and you decimated my joke oh i thought you were being serious because you didn't get it i'm sorry no i was no <laughs> okay i was 100 percent being an asshole <laughs> okay i'm sorry i didn't get it um, b- both grim spectacle and vaudeville-based amusement, dance marathons offered an, inexpective ch- an inexpensive chance for audiences, quote, to be entertained while away- and while away time. Hmm. Because <laughs> everyone's just waiting to die because it's the Great Depression <laughs> and life sucks. Me. 
<laughs> yeah. They also offered audiences the Depression-era novelty of feeling superior and feeling pity towards someone else. So this is schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, man, I'm so glad I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. My life might suck, but at least I'm not doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least I didn't just shit myself and throw up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone. Everyone. I saw someone that had pulled over and like this poor girl, she got out of the car and was just throwing up. And I just, oh, I felt, no. so, I felt so bad for her. I was like, bitch, same. Like, I've, I've done that on a highway before. It's really embarrassing. And I felt so bad for her. Yeah, I've done it in a Kroger parking lot before in front of someone. It was great. Oh. And it was blood. Oh, no. What yeah, It was the... after I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh. Yeah. It was tasty. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> this is the middle of July. It was a great time to leave your daughter who just came out of anesthesia in the car while you run in to grab frozen peas for her face. <laughs> my mom felt so bad. Oh. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So here's why people would do this, of course. Mm -hmm. So, and I think this was also kind of shitty because it was kind of taking advantage of poor people and giving them false hope. Because, of course, the people who ran it threw some of the professionals in there to skew it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, of course, the professionals would win. Yeah. So um, top contestants vied for the chance to win hundreds or rarely thousands of dollars. But promoters of a successful dance marathon walked away with much more. So the pro- it was a scam for the promoters to actually get more money. Yeah. <clears throat> from admissions and things like that. So mm-hmm. promoters sought, quote, unquote, virgin spots. Towns where a marathon had not yet been staged. So then it would be more, like, not more of a novelty, you know? Yeah. And draw more, like, draw bigger crowds and all of that. So, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> plus, <clears throat> sorry. You're good. Gosh. Uh, Virgin Towns also had the advantage of a citizenry unburned by dishonest promoters who skipped town without paying their bills. See? Mm-hmm. So they didn't know. So they're taking advantage of people's ignorance and taking their money in a time when everyone's fucking poor and they're assholes. So yep. uh, promoters tried to arrange local sponsors such as veterans of foreign wars or the American Legion in order to enhance respectability. So they're mm-hmm. con artists, basically. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> so, let's see. So, Seattle <laughs> Seattle passed an ordinance prohibiting dance marathons within city limits um, on September 5th, 1928. Good this for Seattle. Yes. This ordinance was prompted by the attempted suicide of a Seattle woman who had competed in a 19-day marathon held in the Seattle Armory. Oh. F- she only placed fifth. Oh, honey. Bellingham passed a similar ordinance um, on January 26, 1931, and Tacoma passed one on June 10, 1931. Um, on March 13, 1937, the state of Washington passed an act. The entire state passed an Good. act prohibiting dance endurance contests statewide. Good. Um, oh, this is fun. In 1934, when the American Social Hygiene Association asked police chiefs across the nation about their municip- municipality mu- municipalities mm-hmm. I think that's the right word laws re- regulating endurance con- dance contests <laughs> the replies showed deep antipathy <laughs> toward the marathons <laughs> so yes they don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, opponents to dance endurance events included movie theater owners who lost money when their patrons attended a marathon instead of a movie, of course. Yeah. Um, and of course that lasted for months, so they would go months with a low profit, um, yeah. for a con, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, churches and women's groups objected on both moral grounds. The contestants' dance positions resembled dragging full body hugging rather than social dance positions because they've been dancing for days, um, and for humanitarian reasons, which was um, it was wrong to charge money for the dubious privilege of watching bedraggled cont- contestants become increasingly degraded, which yeah. is also fair. I'm kind yeah. of on their side. <laughs> that uh, I get, but like... The pol- yeah. yeah. The police found that marathons attracted an undesirable element to their towns. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly the marathon promoters and the professional dancers who were almost invariably collected, who almost invariably collected the prize money were transient and invested only in short term gain. So the professional dancers were partners with the promoters. And so then they mm-hmm. split the money. Yep. From the gate. So it was all a con. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, uh, let's skip some of this shit. Okay. So this is what's really shitty. This section is called Food, a Roof, and Hope. Oh, no. (laughs) Known euphemistically as, quote-unquote, experienced couples, professionals did their best to blend in with the hopeful, often desperate amateurs. Because, of course, you know, if you win, you'll win, like, a hundred bucks, which is a fuck ton of money, and you can feed your family. Yeah. For all contestants, participation in a dance marathon meant a roof over their heads and plentiful food, both scarce during the 1930s, because you're, you're staying in this facility while you do it as mm-hmm. well. President Herbert Hu- Herbert Hoover's, wow, that's a tongue twister <laughs> that I never realized till just now, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Pros- <laughs> yeah. Pro- promised prosperity just around the corner eluded most Americans, but dance marathon contestants hung their hopes on the prize money lurking at the end of the co- contest's final grind. Mm-hmm. And because we don't have the internet, this sh- the the knowledge of this being a scam didn't spread. So all of these people are supporting Nigerian princes, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> contestants who danced in pairs were required to remain in mo- required to remain in motion, picking up one foot then the other, mm-hmm. forty five minutes each hour around the clock. Dancing was often loosely interpreted to include shuffling along while shaving with a special mirror hung around the female partner's neck, (laughs) writing letters on a special folding desk hung around one's own neck, reading the newspaper, knitting, or even sleeping as one's partner supported one's weight. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, the quote-unquote carrier in such a couple often tied the quote-unquote lugging partner's wrists together with a handkerchief and hooked them around the carrier's neck for additional security. Mm-hmm. Women <laughs> carried their sleeping male partners despite the inequality of height and weight. <clears throat> quote, it was the women who kept up and mostly the men who faltered. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Because women are tough. Yeah. That's so funny. But women can't own property or have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the rules nope. during this, quote, walking act portion of the marathon were that feet keep moving up and down and that contestants' knees never touch the floor. Knees mm-hmm. touching the floor brought immediate disqualification. Oh. To encourage 
To encourage lagging couples to continue moving, the floor judge sometimes used a ruler to flick the legs of contestants who were not shuffling with sufficient alacrity. Um, In extreme cases, partners were fastened together with dog chains to prevent them from drifting apart. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my God, me. Am I right? All right. <clears throat> so this next part is called how long can they last and then we're probably gonna be done okay so, <laughs> contestants who learned to adjust to this around the clock motion danced danced on as the sign above them ticked up the hours and ticked down the number of contestants remaining mm-hmm. always written on placards surrounding the dance floor and endlessly repeated by the marathon MC was the question ladies and gentlemen How long can they last? (laughs) (laughs) Contestants were expected to dance full out during the heavily attended evening hours. A live band played at night, whereas a phonograph often sufficed during the day. Mm -hmm. Because people were at work. Yeah. Uh, The longer the marathon wore on, the more endurance events the contestants found themselves subjected to. Sprint races. Long periods without medical care, removal of rest periods, along with the more common shin splints, bunions, blisters, and fallen arches soon whittled down the number of participants. Well, yeah. And now you have foot pain and you can't work. Yeah. You, you can't do anything. earn money. <laughs> You've just yeah. given them all your money. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Actually, I don't know if there was an entrance fee, but there was definitely Mm. a spectator fee. Oh. And that probably gave enough. Yeah. So, uh, special endurance events were heavily advertised and drew large crowds. Quote, stumbling and staggering, on they go. Who will be the next to be carried off the floor? Unquote. Promoter Rookie rookie Lewis. I can't speak. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, rookie, it's too t- I'm too tired. <laughs> rookie Lewis advertised of a thir- 1936 dance marathon in Fife. The local press kept a death watch as contestants dropped out. Quote, the thrilling sprint periods were in, were all, which are in, a f- oh my God, I can't read. The thrilling <laughs> sprint periods, which are in effect at the Hal J. Ross Walkathon in the Century Ballroom each night are proving to be the Waterloo of an average of one contestant each day. Oh, wow. With more eliminations expected as this grueling event continues, trumpeted the Tacoma, the Tacoma Times about another contest in Fife. Wow. Many competitors... Yeah, this is insane. Many competitors developed signature songs or comic routines. Performed through their perennial exhaustion, these numbers induced the audience to shower the performer with coins, which is pretty cool. Uh, Dancers then gathered up this floor money, also called sprays or silver showers. (laughs) (laughs) Professional comedians who were not contestants also entertained the crowd, which is still a thing today. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They'll stick a comedian in the middle of a walkathon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to entertain the walkers and the crowd who's sitting and resting. Wow. It's not that's ideal. Awesome. <laughs> it's a shit gig, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Re- they refer to that in the stand up world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couples used. Couples also used sponsorship to get to generate extra cash. Mm-hmm. Local businesses paid these couples a small stipend in exchange for wearing the company's name as they competed. 
Mm-hmm. Marath- do you see like the parallels of like tri- of now wath- of our walkathons like now and shit? Yeah. Like there's so many parallels. It's so funny. Oh yeah. It's so funny how so many of our super innocuous things came from horrifying shit like this. <laughs> That's my joy in history. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, people were dying. <laughs> Their feet were falling off. Oh, Lord. His dick fell off. <laughs> His dick fell off. Um, <laughs> local businesses paid these couples. A s- oh, <coughs> la, 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 la. I already read that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Marathoners also sold autographed picture postcards of themselves to the fans. The price was usually 10 cents. Dancingly yours, Minnie Red. Aww. <laughs> oh, goodness. So this is awful. Um, 15 minutes each hour were allotted for rest. <clears throat> oh. That's it. When the air horn signaling a rest period sounded, the contestants exited the dance floor for curtained-off rest areas filled with cots. These rest areas were segregated by sex, of course. Mm-hmm. Contestants, tra- they don't have the energy to fuck. Oh, my God. No. Contestants <laughs> trained themselves to drop instantly into deep sleep as soon as their bodies touched the cots. After 11 minutes, the air horn would sound again, and the contestants filed back onto the dance floor to begin another hour. So they didn't even really get a full 15 minutes. Oh, Female contestants who didn't wake at the end of 11 minutes were revived with smelling sl- salts and slaps. Oh. And male, contesta- and male contestants were often dunked in a tub of ice water. Oh, <laughs> yikes. yikes. I'll take a slap. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's a little firsthand account here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. There might be some more comedy to be had. Uh, okay. Whew. Sorry. Oh, you're okay. Mm. A Seattle's post-intelligencer reporter visited the cot area at the 1928 Seattle Armory Marathon. Mm-hmm. Here, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Here in the half-light they lie, these sprawling, unconscious forms, their cots side by side, their clothing hung in listless disarray. A girl is sprawled, her lips moving in pain as she moans incoherently and jerks her hands. Bending over her is a man, her trainer, apparently, who massages her swollen feet with some ointment. Beside her, another girl is lying, her mouth open to reveal her gold-crowned molars, while flies crawl across her closed eyes and buzz against her chin. (laughs) That's quite an image. Beautifully written. That's uh, mm-hmm. too much for you. You don't yeah. like the flies. Uh, no. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Um, I have so, too much experience with maggots. I don't. <laughs> flies yeah, that's can fair. Fuck themselves. So of course there were medical services that were available to contestants, um, and usually that was within full view of the audience. Um, mm-hmm. This was of course for blisters. Um, de-lousing, which is disgusting. Uh, um, uh. Yep. Disqualified and treated. It, so, uh, physicians tended blisters, de-loused dancers, disqualified and treated any collapsed dancer, tended sprains, and so on. Um, cot nights, in which the beds from the rest areas were pulled out into public view so the audience could watch the contestants even during their brief private moments, were also popular. That's Not awful. awesome. Yeah, not awesome. This is all total pure explo- exploitation of people. Yeah. 
for this is reality TV is what this is. It's the mm-hmm. reality TV of the 30s. So the the lesson here is that we've always been shit. <laughs> and you can't blame modern technology on our shittiness. Yeah. So uh, apparently there was also a wedding that took place at one, which is bullshit and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, most marathon promoters fed contestants 12 times a day. Oh, Wow. Oatmeal, eggs, toast, oranges, milk, etc., which sounds pretty fucking good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Couples had to continue the shuffling dance motion while they ate the humble but filling meals. These meals were served at a chest-high table since the contestants ate standing up because they were still dancing. Mm-hmm. Twelve meals a day during the Great Depression was a powerful inducement, inducement to many who joined endurance marathons. So yeah. that's another way to get more people into your thing because you're going to feed them. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah, yeah. So at the because at the time when many at a time when many out of work Americans were standing in bread lines or simply going without, many marathon contestants reported that despite the constant motion, twelve meals a day meant that they actually gained weight. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I but mean, yeah, I, I just d- thought this was really crazy. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much more in this article. There's so much more. Like another title for of a of a segment is sadism. Sadism was sexy. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> another one is, um, you know, rigorous and rigged, and which of course you know we've already talked about that it was you know of course rigged and all of that stuff because they were putting their own people in and they were of course going to win and yeah. Um. So, um, it says we'll finish it out with this last little quote that says, um. This was from someone named Havoc, who was, oh, June Havoc was her name, which is an <laughs> awesome name. That's amazing. Um, she was she was 14 when she entered her first dance marathon and wrote later of her experience, our degradation was entertainment, sadism was sexy, and masochism was talent. Wow. So the next time you go to shit on reality TV and blame it on millennials, mm-hmm. we've been shit forever. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i just thought that was really interesting yeah and that crazy. was awesome good job thanks thanks yeah, you're welcome all right well thank you guys so much for listening we love you so much mm-hmm. um definitely check us out next week and remember you are not a monster bye guys bye guys thank you for listening to talk crooked music is by gizla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.